0: Welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and occasionally a 7800 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 210. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. As you're listening to this on the Sunday, I am probably somewhere curled up in in the fetal position, hungover, probably with the busted remains of handcuffs. On my wrists, and, and you know, various feathers and, and uh, lipstick, and all sorts of reminders of a forgotten night or weekend of debauchery. Because around the time that this episode is coming out, it has been my birthday. Okay, I'm making all of that up except the birthday part. But by the time, between the time that I'm recording this and the time that you're hearing it, I am getting officially a year older. Of course, every moment of your life, you're getting somewhat older. So it's a bit of a misnomer. But be that as it may, uh, I have a officially recognized Trump, I think, signed an executive order of some sort for my birthday. And what better gift to me to celebrate me getting older than to produce a podcast for you? So let's do that. Speaking of gifts to the world. Gonna prove that the world is flat in rocket ship. Or he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Mad Mike Here's the latest in Mad M- Mad Mike News. There is nothing going on in Mad Mike News. I don't know if he's taking the winner off or what, but he has not updated the Facebook since the January 1st post where they opined that it was going to be one hell of a year. Thanks for all the support. A quick Google search, which is what passes for research on this podcast, reveals nothing of interest. Mad Mike Hughes hasn't gotten a donation in four months on GoFundMe. The Flat Earth Community rocket launch folks haven't gotten a donation in a month. Oh no, I just realized what must have happened. They were out looking for the Flat Earth, and they fell off, and the dragons ate them. Oh no, and the liberal media didn't even report it. Typical. Alright, so I guess that's the end of the... Mad Mike Hughes update segment for the podcast. I guess maybe next week we'll start doing a segment on, um, oh, I don't know, maybe this whole gravity conspiracy. Who bought Isaac Newton's opinion? That's what I want to know. Who'd he sell out to? Gonna prove that the world is flat In his rocket ship Or else he'll go splat He's Mad Mike Hughes. Cues. In other news this week There is no other news this week It's February, it's a leap year, right? So February has an extra day in it, that's pretty exciting I guess I had to try and explain leap year to my 10 year old, Henry Frequent co-host um, It was not easy I still have the headache, and that was a week or so ago Well, I don't know, what should we do now? Hey, what's that sound? Yep, that noise means it's time to leap into the future with an Atari 7800 game. This week, it's, for some reason, back in episode 37, I established that this is how I refer to this title, Donkey Kong, for the Atari 7800 from 1988. For the one or two of you out there who don't know what Donkey Kong is, it's an iconic arcade game. It's up there with Pac-Man, I'd say, in terms of its place in culture. The manual tells us, Poor Mario. Just when things are going so well for him, new girlfriend, new car, new job, okay, the car and the job don't really play into the game at all, but all right. That beastly ape, Donkey Kong, kidnaps Mario's girlfriend. She doesn't get a name, apparently, in the manual. And drags her off screaming to the top of a steel fortress. To save her, Mario must climb to the top of the fortress. It's not really a fortress. I'm guessing it's like a scaffolding or maybe the the skeleton of a uh, building of some sort. But anyway, a fortress sounds cooler, I guess. To save her, Mario must climb to the top of the fortress, remove dangerous rivets, and fend off life-threatening barrels and fireballs that the ape throws down at him. They're not just fireballs, by the way. They seem to have some sentience, because they can move uh, where they choose to move. It's kind of weird. But anyway, that the ape throws down at him. It's a tough fight. Mario needs your help. Be a chum. Okay, this was 1988. Who in 1988 was using the word chum? Other than to chum the waters with bits of dead fish. So the other fish will come up and eat them and then you can catch them. I don't think that's what it means in this manual. Mario needs your help. Be a chum. Be a hero. Help Mario save his girlfriend. Who still doesn't get a name. I think in popular culture she does have a name. At least what people refer to her as. But I'm not sure offhand what it is and I don't feel like looking. Getting started. Insert the Donkey Kong cartridge. Dot it. Plug your controller into the left port. Plug a second controller into the right port for two players, otherwise, that second player is gonna be really mad. What you said, I could play with you. I don't have a controller. Shut up, you wanted to play. I'm letting you play, but I have a controller. Just shut up already. I don't have a controller. Will you be quiet? I'm trying to play, mom. That's pretty much how it would have went. Turn on the television, press the power, uh, uh, a direction layer. You can choose one to two players, press the select. Or move the directional lever on your controller left or right to choose a game level. Press player uh, one uh, fire button to begin the game. Plus uh, pause to pause the game. I still am not used to the whole idea of being able to pause on 7800. I don't think I have ever used the pause button in a 7800 game. It's just intuitively I can't get used to the idea. It feels wrong I tell you. Just wrong. Playing the game. Hold the controller so that the controller fire button is in the top left corner. Wait. What? That sounds like a CX40 joystick instruction. The 7800 controller, of course, just has the two fire buttons on the sides. What's going on here? Move the directional lever on your controller left or right to make Mario run on the ramps to help him up and down ladders. Fire the first position him under or over the ladder and then move the lever up or down. Mario can descend only on broken ladders. I think I talked about in the field report how I had trouble. I tried to use my Ed Ladden adapted controller with this, but I had trouble getting Mario to get off of the ladder once he climbed up or down. It actually wasn't much better with the regular controller, but it was a little better for some reason. That release worked better. Press the controller fire button to make Mario jump over rivets, barrels, and fireballs, or grab the hammer. Mario's only weapon against barrels and fireballs, because, you know, any firefighter will tell you, if you want to put out a fire, grab a hammer. It's easier for him to jump over a barrel or fireball when he's running toward it. If one of those nasties is heading toward him, See, they refer to the fireballs as nasties. They are sentient, I tell you. Fire can think. Mad Mike, forget about this flat earth thing. Why don't you explore why fire can think? If uh, one of those nasties is heading toward him, him being Mario, don't let him be caught on the ladder or with his back turned. When Mario jumps and grabs the hammer, he can hit the barrels or fireballs by first facing them and then hitting them with the hammer. Once Mario hits the hammer, has the hammer, you should act quickly. The hammer will soon disappear. Because that's a thing hammers do. If you miss, you'll lose Mario. Don't try to climb the ladder with the hammer. Mario won't make it. That's sort of pessimistic, don't you think? The Steel Fortress. The Steel Fortress has three screens. A ramp screen, an elevator screen, and a rivet screen. Hold on. What gorilla is building a fortress? I can kind of get maybe gorilla grabs girlfriend and climbs up somewhere high with her. I, okay, I can sort of buy that. I don't get the whole gorilla builds a steel fortress thing. That seems a little out of character for your typical gorilla. Not that I'm a gorilla expert. Um, We need, uh, I was going to say Jane Pauly. We don't need Jane Pauly. No offense to Jane Pauly, but Jane Goodall, right? That's who we need. Come tell us how many gorillas, in, in her experience, have built steel fortresses. But anyway, the steel fortress has three screens. A ramp screen, an elevator screen, and a rivet screen. The game begins with the ramp screen. Here, Mario must climb to the top of the screen. Donkey Kong rolls barrels down the ramps to make the going tough. Mario can run away from the barrels, leap over them, or smash them with a hammer. When Mario makes it to the top of the ramps, he'll proceed to the elevator screen. Mario must use the elevators to make his way across several platforms while avoiding the mad springs bouncing at the top of the screen. Okay. On the rivet screen, Mario must remove all of the rivets by either running or jumping over them. At the same time, he must avoid the fireballs that are chasing him. When Mario eliminates every rivet, he will return to the ramp screen to continue his rescue mission at a more difficult level. From here, you can continue the game indefinitely until you run out of Mario's. Each screen has a score bonus point counter at the top. You'll start with 5,000 bonus points. You're racing against the clock, so if the counter reaches zero, you lose a Mario. As you go from screen to screen, you'll take your bonus points with you. Point values range from 800 points for getting a purse or an umbrella, up to 20,000 points. For, well, that's when you get an extra life. You can get 500 points for smashing a barrel or fireball with the hammer, and 100 points each for jumping a barrel or removing a rivet. You begin with three Marios, a player, and two backdrops. If you lose a Mario, a backdrop's there to take over. Backdrops begin at the bottom of the screen. When all the Mario's are used up, the game is over. And that is how you play Donkey Kong for the 7800. I swear I'm gonna stop saying Donkey Kong that way. Don't blame me. Blame Bill from episode 37. Again, for the one of you out there listening who don't know this, Donkey Kong has spawned into a series of video games featuring the adventures of a gorilla character called Donkey Kong conceived by Shigeru Miyamoto in 1981. It's been... Pretty much every platform you can think of has had a Mario or Donkey Kong game. Been the arcade, Game and Watch, Intellivision, ColecoVision, Atari 2600, TRS 80, Atari 8-bit, TI 99, IBM PC, Commodore 64, Vic 20, BBC, Mitro, MSX, X, Z, uh, ZX, Spectrum, Amstrad, Atari 7800, NES, Famicom, Va- Famicom Disk, Game Boy, SNES, Nintendo 64, Game Boy Color, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Switch, first released July 9th, 1981. According to Wikipedia, the latest release was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, May 3rd, 2018. And it's also been spun off into Mario, Donkey Kong Country, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. At first, it was mostly platform action puzzle types, where Donkey Kong is the opponent. In the 1981 arcade game, he faces off against Jumpman, who became Mario and is, of course, Nintendo's flagship character. It came out four years before Super Mario Brothers. In 1894, the whole thing was revived with Donkey Kong Country, featuring Donkey Kong and his clan of other apes as protagonists, and their native jungle settings versus a variety of anthropomorphic enemies, usually the Kremlings, which are crocodiles, and the leader King K. Rule. side-scrolling platform games. A hallmark of the Donkey Kong franchise is barrels, which the, Don- which the Kongs use as weapons, vehicles, furniture, and lodging. Way to repurpose there. It's good for the environment. The Donkey Kong character is highly recognizable and very popular. The franchise has sold over 40 million units worldwide. Games include Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 2, Donkey Kong 3, Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Of those, I'm only familiar with Donkey Kong and Jr. I don't think I've played the others. There's also Donkey Kong Classics for the NES, Donkey Kong GB, Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Land, Donkey Kong Country 2, Donkey Kong Land 2, Donkey Kong Country 3, Donkey Kong Land 3, Donkey Kong... Uh, Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong 64, Donkey Konga, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Donkey Konga 2, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, Donkey Konga 3, Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2, March of the Minis, <sighs> Diddy Kong Racing DS, Dorky, sorry, Donkey Kong Barrel Blast, although I would totally play a game called Dorky Kong, DK, Jungle Climber, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Minis March Again, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Mini Land Mayhem. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mario and Donkey Kong Minis on the Move. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. The original arcade game was converted by Shigeru Miyamoto uh, from Radar Scope, a game that had been released to test audiences with poor results. Uh, they wanted a game that would appeal to more Americans, and that became Donkey Kong, which is a huge ba- breakthrough for Nintendo. The video game, critic.com gave Donkey Kong for the 7800, an A-grade. If you enjoyed the ColecoVision Donkey Kong, you're going to freak out over this Atari 7800 edition. It's a remarkably faithful rendition of the arcade hit, with all the subtle details and death animations fans crave. R- visuals are more richer and vibrant than the ColecoVision. As in most home versions, the conveyor belt screen is missing, but it's not much of a loss. The controls are responsive, and since only one button is required, you can tick back with your most comfortable Atari 2600 joystick. Oh, that's what I should have done. I am such a moron. I should have just plugged that one in when I played this earlier. There is some mild complaining in the field report about the joystick that I'm using. Uh, And duh, I should totally have done that. Oh well. Sound effects tend to be a little abrasive, but that's not not an uncommon complaint for the 7800. Donkey Kong is easily one of the best titles for the system. 8-bit central... Remarked that I can't say I pumped Endless Quarters into the arcade cabinet since this one with my arcade skills. However, I was stoked to find this version on 7800 that built up my Princess Rescue skills. I've always found this game to be fun, but also frustrating in that I suck at it. I love playing it, but never seem to get too far. The fact that I keep playing it tells me it's a pretty good game. Similar to the 2600 version, you can begin game-play by pressing the Player One Fire button. You can cycle through the game options with the Select button. The two-player option lets me suck at it along with a buddy. I attribute my low scores to beer. Atari Donkey Kong is on everyone's list of favorites, which I'm okay with since it's a lot of fun and packs a big retro blast. Alright, well, with that endorsement, go grab a beer and prepare for a big retro blast. Because, after the break, roll out the barrel... We'll have a barrel of, well, a barrel of just more show, really. Hello, my name is Mario. I don't have a stereotypical Italian accent, but I have worn many hats in my life. Construction worker plumber, pie man, lover. But today I am playing the ultimate role, hero. And soon, one of the new hats I shall wear will be made of gorilla-chosen fabric, because I would not make a hat out of a gorilla, that would be wrong. But I will be giving Donkey Kong a stern talking to in mere moments. Join me, won't you? The first thing you notice about Donkey Kong for the 7800 is that the music is sort of relentless. I don't remember the music in the 2600 version being so overwhelming. Um, So we got the title screen, Donkey Kong, uh, Standard Advanced Expert playing the standard version. 1988, 1988 from Atari Corporation. There's the main screen, the very recognizable first screen. I guess we'll just get started here. Playing with the standard Atari 7800 controller, unfortunately, when I played with my Ed Laddin adapted controller, Jumpman, or whatever we're calling him today, seemed to stick a little bit climbing off the ladders. Might have just been me, I don't know. Ah, stupid barrel! I was too busy watching Jumpman and not watching what was going on around me. Rookie mistake, Atari podcaster. Oh, crap. I really want to say bad words here, but I'm trying not to. I don't know if I'm going to get to Screen 2 in this field report some reason, I'm having, uh... I, I think what it is is uh, that when I'm looking at this Donkey Kong screen... Damn it! Alright, I may have to try this again. That was embarrassing. I'm sort of struck when I'm looking at this screen, just flashing back to being a kid playing Donkey Kong in the arcade. This looks really good. And when I think of playing video games, in an arcade or at a restaurant waiting for pizza or whatever, Donkey Kong is like, if not the first, then one of the first games that I think of, you know, more so even than Pac-Man. Wow, I thought I was going to die there. Ah, son of a bitch. I was at the top, just about to climb the last ladder. you do it, y'all. Alright, now I'm on screen two. Level two, which looks nothing like level two in the 2600 version. I don't even really remember this from the arcade. I almost jumped to my death. Alright, I'm on the little elevator thing. Oh, I jumped too soon. But I still landed on a platform. That's crappy. Alright there's umbrellas here and flames that move independently of normal flame behavior and a thing that looks like a purse and I'm very confused and that's a good place to leave things very confused because that's life really back to you in the studio Hi everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XeGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that, and for free, just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's x-e-g-s, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail, because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast? but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, Very Short Stories Inspired by Old Games and Odd Thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks. So, here's the thing about Donkey Kong for the 7800. I like Donkey Kong for the 7800. I'm kind of in the category with the 8-bit central review in the sense that I'm not necessarily great at Donkey Kong. You can't really tell from the field report, but I usually do better than I did in the field report. But, as I've remarked many times, it's hard to play a game when you're also trying to describe all the things you're seeing and talking and figuring out what to say next and all of that. But even so, I'm still not necessarily great at Donkey Kong. And it is a big nostalgia button for me. It was a game that I played a lot in the arcade or at the pizza place or whatever as a kid. And that's what I think about when I see Donkey Kong. So there's a lot of, a lot of feels there too. So uh, I give the game points for that alone beyond just the gameplay. As always, if you have thoughts about Donkey Kong for any version, uh, hit me up in the various ways that you can contact me. It's story time On Atari Bites Yes, it's story Story, story, story time With Bill This week's story is titled Donkey Destiny And, um, thanks to John Mellencamp For no particular reason Oh, also, we're in bad poetry corner again Just a warning A little poem about a Jack and a Jenny two donkeys, or burros, or asses, growing up where it's warm. The Jack, he's going to be feral and wild, but the Jenny will stay with the Mideast herd for a while. Chown down on grass and shrubs, pull with their lips, not their teeth. Bodies use up most of what they eat. Not much poop there to see. The Jack, he says, Hey Jenny, let's run off with some zebras, maybe find us some willing horses, raise up some mules who will love us. Braying, oh yeah, donkey life goes on, long after the thrill of herd living is gone. Braying, oh yeah, donkey life goes on, long after the thrill of herd living is gone. Now load your pack on. Jack, he sits back, flops his ears in thought for a moment. Scratches some fleas and does his best badass routine. Well now then, Jenny, we ought to protect livestock from predators. Jenny says, baby, you ain't missing nothing. But the jack he brays Oh yeah, donkey life goes on Can be more than 40 years long But not for the wild asses All endangered, almost gone Oh, watch out for rocks in the field Don't go for a roll May our sense of safety save our souls Hold on to our sense of direction Long as we can The farmer will come round at noon With some grass in a pan Oh yeah, donkey life goes on A little poem about a Jack and a Jenny Two kind-hearted beasts of burden Doing the best that they can our show. Thanks to Kevin MacLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Mike Mann for the Mad Mike Hughes theme. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the Storytime theme. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers, but make sure you get your ass. I can say ass in this episode without having to put the explicit warning out because it's just another term for donkey. So get your ass over to Apple Podcasts and lay down your burden that is a five-star review of this podcast. Email the show at ataribytes 2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at Bytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, why not? Look us up on Instagram. And don't forget, you can call and leave us a voicemail too. 563-265-1978. I'm not going to answer the phone. Don't worry. You can just leave a message about any damn thing you want. And I will probably play it on the show. Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com. What are you going to find there? Well, you're going to find a whole page with information about this show, links to episodes, show notes, all sorts of stuff. You're also going to find a page about It's a Podcast, Charlie Brown, my monthly podcast devoted to all things related to the Peanuts comic strip, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, uh, Charles Schultz, the creator, the TV specials, the movies. We interview authors, graphic artists, actors, all sorts of stuff going on over there related to the cultural touchstone that is Peanuts. You're a Peanuts fan, admit it, or you definitely know somebody who loves Snoopy. Turn them on to this show and you won't be disappointed. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. More information about that at turnofgleecreations.com. You're also going to find information about my books. I'm an author. You heard an ad for Misery Banana earlier in the show. I have another book called In the St. Nick of Time. The website has information about those books and just some of the places that you can order it, if you so desire. You can pick up Shirts and Mugs, go play some more games they've missed you, over at the ab-pod-store underscore underscore on zazzle.com. At some point, that store is going to get an overhaul, but I've stopped telling you when, because I don't know when that's going to happen. But it is going to happen at some point. Consider supporting the show financially also by becoming a subscriber on the Patreon project. Atari Bytes over there on Patreon. Uh, What are you going to get? Well, you could get access to episodes early, and you could get bonus episodes, stuff that you don't get to hear on the regular podcast. For example, I've been doing a critical analysis of the 2013 TV series, Cartoon, Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures Uh, It's riveting stuff And you're not going to hear it on this regular episode Every week, but you will hear it over there If you're a Patreon subscriber So please consider doing that um, If you are able Be like Michael Tyler, Jose Gazeta, and Sean Courtney Because they are over there They get to hear all this stuff that you don't get to hear You can't let them get away with that Go join them over there You know They're hogging the free chicken wings um, there are actually no free chicken wings, but they don't know that. Um, so I, I hope you can help me out with that. Uh, let's see what else We talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, Oh, I guess it's just time to tell you what, what's happening next time on Atari bites next time on Atari bites. Okay. So here's the thing. We've been playing some really cool Atari 7800 games. We're all very excited So I think we need to, you know, come down a little bit. Kind of mellow the place out. And what better way to do that than to go back to the 2600 with the uber exciting game, Concentration. Pretty sure I played a version of this under a different title uh, a while ago on the podcast, but I have the cartridge sitting here. And, you know, it's content for the show. If you're curious to see what sort of short story I can write based on the game Concentration, Just know that so am I, really, because I have no idea. But we'll find out together next week. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.